the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Podcast. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020, featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now, IndiePodsUnited.com. Indie Pods United Convention. Together we listen. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is the successful entrepreneur, speaker and author, American Jeff Letts. Hi, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. It's so good to be here with you this evening. Likewise. So where do you live at the moment? Uh, Well, currently we we live in uh, Bath. And we also have a home in London, but uh, while this pandemic is going on, we're kind of staying out in in Somerset and out in the country. Talking about staying in the country, where did you grow up and what was it like? Uh, Originally in Chicago, in the city where I grew up. And then um, after both my parents passed away, I was in that orphanages and foster homes, but all around the Chicago area. So you mentioned orphanage. So how did you find that experience? Well, you know, my my father passed away when I was five. He actually committed suicide uh, and left my mother with three small kids. And she passed away two years later. And then uh, all three of us kids were split up. I was put into an orphanage. And as crazy as it sounds, because of what was going on in our lives, and we didn't really have, I mean, my mother had a nervous breakdown. So for probably a year, we lived with her and it was like having no structure. So going into the orphanage was actually a very calming thing for me because I had three meals a day, had adults around me and, you know, making sure that I got to school and got clothed and got bathed, you know. So for me, the orphanage was not a bad experience at all. And how did you find school? You know, I, w- I was always a, a, a fairly good student, all with the exception of mathematics, which is kind of comical because I'm in the financial business now. But, you know, school was, you know, I, I wasn't wasn't an honor student, uh, you know, at, at my younger age. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did I did fine. I mean, you know, I was I was a relatively I guess you could say for, for what I went through a well-adjusted kid. And then, of course, as I got into my teenage years, started getting quite rebellious, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I was a fairly good student at school. And what about college? Did you attend? I did. Yeah, we, I went to university for a couple of years. For me personally, found that academia wasn't, wasn't for me. 
but when I got into financial services, uh, fell in love with with that industry. And a big thing was is just being able to the the learning, the knowledge that's constantly. I mean, I've been doing that now for over forty years, and I still learn something every you know new every day. So, when did you become interested in starting a business? You know, I remember back when I was in in high school, and I was I was dating uh, a girl that's that's now my 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 wife. You know, Margot and I were dating in high school, and we actually started a little kind of a little business. So I think I was always kind of a little bit entrepreneurial, always wanted to kind of be my own boss. But I worked for a company for about five and a half years. And then I met some people that were really entrepreneurial that took me under their wings, really helped coach and mentor me when I was 24. And I've been in business for myself uh, since I was 24 years old. So when did you start your first business then? And what type of business was it? Well, my our, our first business was when, when uh, Margo and I were about 16 years old and it was selling sand candles and, and what we called macrame. And um, Margo would make the macrame and I would take it out and sell it and, um, you know, to shops and individuals and things. And, um, you know, even through through university, you know, I, 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 I sold shoes and, you know, did other things, you know, just anything that I could do. I was always you know, pretty industrious, trying to make some money on side uh, while I went to university, worked full-time job, plus did some sales. And um, and then I got into financial services when I was 19. So you've done that type of business or most of your work in life then? I have, Nigel. In fact, I almost hate to admit this, but in a few weeks, November the 1st, 1975, which actually is 45 years ago, is when I started in financial services. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't, I don't, I don't think I ever really intended it starting out to be a career. I just did it, you know, because mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends of mine that were uh, one of the guys that had become my foster father. He was in financial services and he recruited me because he knew that I didn't like university. And once I got into it, I just kind of fell in love with helping people with their finances and learning more about stocks and investments and insurance, mortgages, and just kind of the whole financial world. But I certainly didn't didn't grow up with that background. Well, I understand you became a millionaire at 31 years old. I did. How did you achieve that level of financial status? Well, you know, I, I was when I was 24, I remember my wife and I sat down, we went through our budget, went through all of our finances, and I was, I was frustrated. I was like most other people, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, we had credit cards and car payments and a mortgage. And, you know, I, I was I was actually, I'll tell you what I was really good at. I was really good at 10% to my church, but the other 90%, I was horrible. <laughs> and, uh, and and I just, I just sort of said, you know, God, there's got to be a better way. Uh, boy, if I could ever really find a way to become debt-free and become financially independent, boy, I would dedicate my life to teaching this stuff to people. And uh, two weeks later, I, I met a guy that that uh, was at a financial seminar a friend of mine invited me to. And I just, I thought, wow, this this is it. And it was it was financial education. It was in the same, same field as what I was in. And those guys took me under their wings. Uh, the name of the company was in the States was called A.L. Williams. 
I began to to build my my own company within a company. It was almost almost like a franchise, if you will, and um, began to learn how to invest and how to save and how to make money. And by my by my second you know year in the business, by by the end of the second year, I was making over a hundred thousand a year. But more importantly, is is I had learned how to live below my means. And so I was saving and Margo and I were investing money and really just, you know, just doing the right things with our money. And it, 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 it was part of the business that we were in, which was educating and teaching people how to build wealth. Well, you're currently the CEO of Jenny Star Limited. So what are the objectives of your company? Well, you know, our, our mission statement, Nigel, at Jenna Star is to help families and empower families to become debt-free and financially independent. So basically the same thing that I learned when I was 24 years old. And it really is amazing, you know, that in school, if you actually figure out the hours that, that you go from first grade or kindergarten until you're in, um, let's say, A-levels or GCSE, not even university, 14,000 hours of education and we learn great things like the Pythagoras theory, how to dissect a frog or a rat, but we don't learn much about money. And so we're really dedicated to helping to educate people to make the right financial decisions. And then we're also a financial services company. So we also do business in the areas of insurance, investments, mortgages, but we really want to help people to make an educated decision to do the right thing. Well, besides being a very successful businessman, you're also the author of two books. So what are those books called and what are they about? There's actually a, a, a total of three books. Uh, the, the first book that I wrote is called True Riches, Prosperity with Purpose, which is actually a biblical study on finance. and What does the Bible actually say about money? It's a couple years study that I did, several years study that I did in biblical economics. And it's amazing. Uh, in the Bible, there's about 300 places that talk about faith, about 500 places talk about prayer, but there's over two and a half thousand places that talk about money and finances. So that's what that book is about. The second book I wrote is called Your Journey to Financial Freedom, which is a very simple book on the top 10 keys to financial freedom. And then the third book that I wrote, which is just recently that we're releasing now uh, here on your program, is, uh, and that, that book is actually uh, a book that, that I know that you have a copy of it. It's called Against All Odds, the, and it's called uh, The Remarkable True Story of a Street Kid Who Became a Millionaire. And I take it that street kid would be you. That street kid is me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I ended up on the streets when I was 13 years old. So why did you decide to publish a third book? Nigel, for me, I, I've, I had always wanted to really share my story. And I, I didn't plan for it to come out in the midst of the pandemic. But I certainly uh, think that it, it's, you know, the, it, it can really help encourage people. I wanted to come out with it to really encourage people that it doesn't matter what your background is. You don't have to allow your history to become your destiny. And if you really find a good mentor, you find a good 
business to get into. You, you get some, some what I call PhD, a proper honest direction in your life. You really can achieve anything that you set your mind to. And so I really wanted to publish it, I guess, as a legacy, but also to give people hope and encouragement that if a street kid, an orphan street kid, could end up making it and doing well in business and in life than anybody could. So, Jeff, what other interests do you have? I'm not a big sports guy. You know, I mean, I, I, I'd say, you know, I, I love to read. I love to spend time with, with my lovely wife. We've been married now for almost 45 years. We were high school sweethearts. I love to collect antiques. Uh, I, in the States, I was actually, my hobby was auctioneering. And, um, you know, I, I love I I, I to tell jokes. And, you know, I, I just, I kind of love to network with people and love to help people to kind of connect to each other. Yeah, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a real people person and I, and I love helping people. Well, you mentioned the Bible earlier. How do you feel your religious faith has contributed to your success? I was actually raised in a Jewish family. I had those early principles kind of given to me about, you know, the Ten Commandments and doing all the right things and treating people right. As I grew older and went through <clears throat> going through being an orphan and living on the streets for a couple of years as a teenager, I'm not really sure that I even believed in God, you know, and, and if I did, I probably felt like he was picking on me. And um, when I did accept the Lord in my life at 15 years old, it, it just changed everything. And it really helped me to believe that I did have a better future. Now, God wasn't going to do it for me. I had I had to put forth the effort. But yeah, I think I think that my faith has had a lot to do with my success, you know, because I believe that there's a, a higher calling in being in business. It's not just about making money, but for me, being in business really is, uh, I guess you could say, almost a ministry from the standpoint of really helping others be able to achieve financial freedom. So, Jeff, what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future, well... You know, it's it's funny. My my wife and I were we're actually just talking today about um, <clears throat> we've just we've we've had a great life together, and we've just had so many so many fun times and great adventures uh, in traveling. And obviously, right now during the pandemic, you can't do that. And I I said to her, I said, you know, we we lived in the UK for seventeen years. Uh, let's take the next seventeen years and make it as much fun as the last seventeen years. I would like to think we can maybe even do that the next 40 years, but, you know, none of, none of us know that, that date. And so, you know, as of now, I don't have any intention of, of retiring. I love what I do. I love the people that I work with. I love creating leaders and I just, I love learning new things. So for me, I'm, I'm probably a little bit of a boring guy because I've been doing sort of the same thing for 40 years but I really love what I do. You know, I'm, I'm quite involved in my church. I serve on the board of directors there. Love the idea of being able to contribute uh, to society really by helping other people to help themselves. And how can people contact you, Jeff? Uh, probably the best way to contact me is uh, through, through Facebook uh, that they're watching, you know, Jeff Letts. Or, uh, you know, they certainly can contact me through, through our website, through Genistar. 
And uh, that's probably the best way to contact me is either through our website at Genistar or to uh, through through Facebook. So that would be Genistar.com? Uh, actually, it's Genistar Online. G it's G-E-N-I-S-T-A-R. Well, Jeff Letts, thank you very much for your time. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Nigel. And thanks, thank you so much for the interview. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.